Hello and welcome to the Daily Talk About, where I talk about things daily. I'm not really sure what to do after the last podcast. How do you really continue on after telling basically everyone that your friends tried to get rid of your body at one point? And I still firmly believe that no matter what. You know when people don't have the best intentions for you, but you stay anyways. You try to gain their approval and their attention and their affection. Because if you do, it means something about yourself, right? If you get the approval of people who don't seem to like you, you're worth more, right? If someone doesn't like you and you do everything you can to make them like you, and you go out of your way and you bend yourself backwards and forwards and twist yourself into a knot, and then get approval, it doesn't amount to anything, does it? Not at all. Why well, look for approval from people who don't care about you? There is no reason. If someone doesn't care about you, they don't care about you, and it's just, that's that. Why work hard? Why work hard at that? I had a... God, I feel like I say this all the time. I had a friend. No. When I was younger, when I was a child, and when I was a preteen, and even a teen, and even in my early adult years, I hung out with this guy named Chris every now and again. Did not like me. I'll let you know that as a fact. Did not like me. Very... Very much a shallow... God, why do I even want to talk about these people? Why do I want to talk about these people? What is it about them that is so ingrained in my mind that I can't rip them out like the weed that they are? Like some kind of daffodil that burrowed its way into my brain with its roots. And every now and again, they just blossom. Sure. Maybe I can break the stem, get rid of the flower, but it grows back spontaneously and blooms. And all of a sudden, I'm just thinking about them. Sure, I know people say you should be in the present, focus on the future, move on. And to that, I say, fuck you and your everything. I see how much you bitch and whine and moan about everything else, yet you have the audacity to tell me that my problems aren't real just because you don't want to hear them or listen. Maybe that's just it. I just want someone to listen and say, wow, you know, you didn't get treated right, or that was unjust, or maybe it was unfair. Isn't it great when someone can look at you but you can't look at yourself and say, yeah, I just know this to be true. Why is it we look for other people for validation no matter what we do? Because if somebody else sees what we see, then suddenly it's real. Just the simple fact that I see and experience it should be enough for me, but somehow it isn't. You need someone else, someone else's proof that what you experienced was real. Why is that? Why is it that you need two people for something to be real? Why is it that I can't validate anything on my own? 
shouldn't I be able to? Shouldn't I be able to just look around my room, my life, my future, and just know it is for what it is? Why is it? Why is it our world gets skewed when we allow other people's to become a part of it? I feel like it goes horizontal. Just everything seems different when we have to consider other people's subjectivity in our lives. And I don't even think people care about other people's emotions to a certain extent. You hear all the... You know when people are saying backhanded shit to you. You feel it. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Or maybe it's physical. Maybe it's the way you bob your head. Or it's just the dead silence afterwards. And you don't acknowledge it because... Well, to acknowledge it means it's real. If you brush it off and laugh, then it didn't really happen. But didn't it really happen because both of you were there to witness it? Whoever was in the wrong, which isn't you. Or maybe sometimes it is. I know that I'm wrong sometimes. I'm not perfect. I'm not God. I'm not right 100% of the time. But I know what I know. I know that there are times when I should have just walked away. And I'm going to remember that moving forward. Okay, so there was this time. I was hanging out with... Oh, honestly, she never wronged me, so I'm not going to say her name, but I was hanging out with this girl. She really didn't get along well with the other group of friends that I was with. Or not a group of friends, just gathering of people, because there are strength in numbers. And we held back for a minute. We were going to the park to just chill or whatever. And we held back for a minute because we were talking about anime or sewing or some convention we were going to go to. And then we went back down to where everyone else was. And we were about to sit on the swings. And I stopped for a minute because something didn't feel right. It was just the way everyone was staring at me. I didn't sit on the swing. I went and I sat down next to another person. And then my friend, the one I was just talking about, she came up and she sat on the swing and it broke and she fell to the ground. The other people had rigged the swing so it would break if somebody sat on it. And you know what she did? She said, why didn't you warn me about this? Not to me, because I didn't know but to the other person. There's always one... There's always one bitch friend. There's always one bitch friend. And unfortunately, this was the bitch friend. We all know how a person gets out of getting in trouble. I don't remember... Ver oh, oh, I remember. I don't remember how the argument got somewhere, but she was complaining because bitch friend was talking about her boyfriend who was honestly I don't know how to ex well he was awful he was quite awful 
I remember bitch friend was telling me about him and how another friend of ours. I'm going to call her Trixie. She was assaulted by him. Bitch friend walked in on her. Getting assaulted by him. She still dated him. She told me that it was her own fault, Trixie's fault, because she kissed the guy. I still remember that. Because it... It's something that's just stuck with me. You just really know how people feel about others with their comments like that. Some things you can't wash away or fade away. And I remember that. She blamed her friend for getting assaulted for kissing a boy that bitch friend liked. But anyways, bitch friend said, well, if you don't like me or my boyfriend, why are you hanging out? No, 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 no. I remember now. She said, if you don't like my boyfriend, why are you hanging out with me? And I even said, you're not your boyfriend. And then my friend, the one who fell on the swing, said, you're not your boyfriend. So bitch friend went crying and running off because that's what she always did when she was in the wrong. Or knew she wasn't going to win. Or didn't get her way. The friend who fell left and I went with her. I went with her. Because you know when things are right. We walked to her house because she found a sewing machine with bitch friend. Low-key trash pick, but it was still in good condition. She was giving it back to her because she didn't want anything to do with her. So we walked through to her house, which wasn't too far, and walked back to her house to give it to her. And we got kicked out of the house. I'm not sure what lie she told her parents, but I do know that she lies a lot. I, I to this day, wonder why I stayed around someone like her for so long. Why I stayed around someone who was a liar. Why I stayed around someone who was a cheat. Why I stayed around someone who was a thief. The way you feel about someone is insignificant. The way I felt about her was insignificant. In the grand scheme of things, looking... Fuck the grand scheme of things. You know what? Fuck the grand scheme of things. I should have just acknowledged what type of person they were instead of saying that they were the version of them that I thought they were. People aren't who they are. You see who a person is through their actions, not their words. I don't believe in people's words because people lie. But catching a person in a lie and looking at their actions... And seeing how they treat other people really do show you what a person is. I remember my friend, the one who fell. We really did hang out a lot and had good times. So, bitch friend, her boyfriend moved away at the start of... 
one year, one of the years in high school, I don't even remember, but he came back senior year during the summer. And let me tell you, I got dropped like a ton of bricks into a fucking pond. And I mean that. Got dropped, got ignored, got ditched, got told to wait places and people never showed up. I was abandoned. And it's not dramatic. I was literally abandoned the moment something better showed up because I was just a placeholder, and I do know that. And I just continued to hang out with my one friend. Her mom had recently started... It was this program with... It was this program in the area that provided food and boxes for teenagers and children children during the summer. I went over every day that summer when I wasn't working. And I helped distribute the food, and it was a great time. And then on days where we weren't doing that, we went down to Philly. It wasn't that far. It was just a quick train ride away. We went to Chinatown, and we would go to Tidu and eat onigiri and takoyaki and look around at the bookstores and see different types of fabric and such. We'd explore and go to bookstores and have a great time. Sometimes she was a little erratic, but I liked that. She always was who she was. She didn't... To my knowledge, she never tried to change around anyone else. She was just was her. And that was the best thing about her. She was her. We would sew and plan photo shoots and picnics. We'd had a great time. We even worked together for a while. I got her a job at my grocery store. We were both cashiers, and since we lived not too far away. We would just give each other rides. She was never too much. Because, you know, sometimes people say, I don't know, rude-ass shit, but she just never dealt with anyone's bullshit. If you disrespected her, she let you know. If you told her off, she came back at you. If you tried to be anything but respectful, she told you exactly who you were and about yourself. I liked her. I liked her for who she was. Not even the version of her I thought she was. I just liked her for who she was. Sometimes she scared me. I just wasn't really used to people who were so okay with being violent, or at least that's what I thought violence was, but she just stood up for herself. Not dealing with bullshit. We used to go and walk around town and go to different stores and buy food and just come back and just make it together. I like mushrooms because of her. I can cook because of her. That is a godsend, and I mean that because 
my family doesn't know how to cook. They don't know how to cook. Someone took the effort to actually show me a skill. She also taught me how to sew. She helped me make a sneevel for one of my friends. It was the first thing I had ever sewed to completion. We used to hang out at Joanne Fabrics, and she showed me the different types of fabrics and fusible interface and the different functions of a sewing machine and when to change out your needle and how to adjust the tension to what you're working on and ruffles. Oh my God, I'm not sure if you've ever sewed, but ruffles are a pain in the ass. But I've got it down. She helped me with the cosplays. We went to a lot of conventions together. I wish I would have treated her better. I wish I would have kept in touch and just let go of the fake people in my life because for some reason their opinion meant more to me than the people who actually liked me. Everyone would always talk shit on her, and I still don't know why to this day. I do now. It's because no one could control her. No one could control her. I remember that more than anything. And I liked that. I liked that somebody was so confident in their self, so with who they were that they wouldn't be controlled. I remember the first time I met her. I went over to Bitch Friend's house, went up to her room, because we were hanging out. It was a snow day. It was a snow day. It was in January. Went into Bitch Friend's room. She was there with Trixie and friend, the actual friend. And they were just dancing to the caramel dance, I think it was. And she was going hard. And I went in and I was like, we got this. And it went great. I remember that she wouldn't let... The first time I went over to her house, I don't remember. It was still around the first few times we just met each other. We were going to go up to her room to do something. We were also there with Trixie. But here's why it's important. Her aunt said I couldn't go up there and then she looked at me and she was like, is he, and then she like kind of, imagine somebody playing the tambourine. And I was just like, yeah, he's a, she said, don't be rude. We went upstairs and let me tell you, that is the first time anyone's ever defended me for being gay. Yeah, because no one else did. Like, if I'm really thinking about it, no one else ever shut people down like that to me. People put me in bad situations. People would say, well, I'm okay with you being gay. Like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? I didn't ask if you were okay with it or not. People would introduce me as gay. Be like, this is my gay friend, Anthony, and it's just like, okay, what the fuck? I don't know these people. I have to be careful about that shit. 
because this was back like in the early 2010s and i literally mean early like the fucking beginning and i always had to watch out because you know people people don't surprise you sometimes people just try to hurt you that's not the surprise I remember this one time with bitch friend. This was like in college. She brought a guy she was working with to one of her part. It was like a party or whatever. Oh, I remember exactly what it was. Another friend's birthday party. And he said, word to word for me, I'm going to rape you when you fall asleep. So I went to my friend and I told her, I said, your friend said he's going to rape me when I fall asleep. And guess what she said? This is still bitch friend. She said, Anthony, what if it's the best dick of your life? And I said, I'd like to be able to consent to it. Shut her right the fuck up. I left that party. You know... There are times where I'm literally going to talk about rape, and I hope it makes you uncomfortable. Because it's a very uncomfortable situation. It's an awful thing. It's something that makes you unnerved. Now imagine being the person on the other end who's experienced it. They went through a shit ton. And if you can't even listen to their stories or what they're talking about, you're the problem. My friend helped me clean up a party. It was the only one I threw at my house when I was a kid. God, it seems like so long ago when I can say when I was a kid. But she helped clean it up during the party. Like, during the party, she was helping me clean up. No, I wasn't even cleaning up at that point. She was just the one cleaning up, and I thought... Who is... (sighs) I should have treated her better. I really should have treated her better. And the problem is, I can't apologize because, you know, I don't know. No, I do know. I think that after a certain point, you can't apologize. I think there's a while where so much time and distance moves that even if you apologize, it means nothing. I wish I would have been better. I wish I would have kept in contact with her during college. I wish we weren't so far removed from eight years in life that I could just talk to them. I know they have bad parts to them. I do. But I also know that maybe sometimes I do get annoyed with them. 
but they never tried to hurt me. Yeah, maybe sometimes they annoyed me. But I was pretty annoying too, and I know that. I was a spineless coward. If we met with who I am today, then... Well, who knows? I just want her to know that I'm sorry. I should have treated you better. <laughs>